At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Getting you ready for all of Saturday's betting action. This is Saturday Bet Prep on VSIN, the sports betting network. And welcome in, fine citizens. Welcome into Saturday Bet Prep. I am Dan Leach, joined by the legendary, they should just call the month of March Hoops because it's Greg Hoops Peterson. This is what it's all about, my friend, and I couldn't be happier to be joined with you tonight uh, as we are knee-deep into March. We're so knee-deep into March, I'm hearing basketball games in my head. (laughs) It's going to be sick for the next few hours, isn't it? Oh, this is going to be absolutely tremendous, Dan. And might I add, the only man not named Greg Peterson to host the Greg Peterson Experience. I don't take too many days off, and neither do you, Dan. It's going to be absolutely terrific, and... I'm looking forward to this because I know that you do a great job of taking a look at college basketball, but out of everyone that I've heard at the network, you're one of the most well-rounded gentlemen in that you're able to touch upon a little bit of everything. We've got three hours of power coming up. It's going to be terrific. Yeah, I only had to pay you like $500 to say that, so thank you for the <laughs> kind words. Uh, and, and we got a great show. We're going to have Mike Randall at, at 12.30 and uh, 9.30 Pacific, Rob Donaldson. Uh, will join us at 1 a.m. and 10 p.m. Pacific. And 10.15, Sean Hardy will join us uh, as well. 10.15 uh, Pacific, 1.15 Eastern Time, where I'm at in the great state of Michigan, where it just won't stop snowing. Greg, you're, you're live at Circa in Vegas. There's like, what are there, 13 basketball tournaments going on in Vegas? What is it like there? I mean, I was there last year for my first time ever. During the first week of the tournament, it was just the best. 
so many times I was calling games, I wasn't able to, to be out there in Vegas. What is it like right now for the people that are thinking about going to Vegas or that are about to get out to Vegas for the tournament? I know it's got to be crazy there right now. It certainly is. And here's a little bit of a secret as well, because so many people love to come to Vegas for the NCAA tournament. What is under the radar is coming for this week, conference tournament championship yep. week, because you're able to get through with not as many lines and you get all the excitement because these are still do or die games. Plus, you know that you're going to be getting some of the best of the best as well, because as we know, sometimes the conference champion that you're going to get not always going to be the one seed in a lot of these mid-major leagues as well. So I do find that to be very interesting. You've honestly got a little bit more of a betting menu as well because you've got more games that are up there. As we know, it gets down to 68 teams with the NCAA tournament, though. Always keep in mind the NIT, CBI, those ancillary tournaments. You're able to make some money there, but it's absolutely electric. I live a little bit closer to Henderson, which is where the Big West tournament is being played. Even that arena is packed. The Orleans has a lot going on. It's just from the Strip to downtown Las Vegas, everyone is just eating, breathing college basketball. It is a great time to be alive out here in Las Vegas and be a sports fan. It so is, Greg. And listen, uh, you know, I've, I've said this, especially after being in Vegas for the first time ever for the opening week of the tournament. If you're not going to be at the tournament, I've been lucky enough to cover many different rounds and Final Fours, etc. And I know you've been around the game as well, Greg. There's no better place to be than in Vegas. But as you mentioned, for this conference tournament week, to be able to be in Vegas, be able to obviously not just be there, you know, in one of the great cities of the world, but watch college basketball conference tournaments where there's some teams that could end up being some Cinderella's come know the regular bracket but also be able to wager on those games be in a place like circa stadium swim the strip wherever it is it's just i mean like i said this month should be called hoops peterson month because it really is the greatest time of the year you and i we're going to get in a, a bevy of stuff tonight i was talking a lot of basketball this is you want to mention that i uh, am a well-rounded guy and i mean that a lot there's no one that covers college basketball better than you so i'm excited to talk some hoops with you as we get ready for Selection Sunday. Uh, what are we, less than, you know, around 40-something hours away uh, from them picking the teams on Sunday? But when you look at the, you know, the action tonight, we're going to get into some of the games that are going on right now. You and I, this is the greatest thing about, you know, this time of year. You and I both just won bets on different sides of the game. I had TCU live plus 6.5. You had Texas minus 2. I know you've got Arizona State minus 7.5. I took a plus 8. You took Arizona minus 7.5. I took Arizona State plus 8.5. So win by eight, we both win. This really is that time of year where there are so many close games. In fact, I know you can find all these different games. For the people that maybe are just getting really excited about betting, so not just the conference tournament, March Madness, there are so many close games. And you brought up a great point before we got on air here about the Big 12 and why I like TCU plus six and a half, because there are such good teams in the Big 12 and some other conferences. You're going to see so many games go down to the wire where if you can catch six, seven, eight, nine points, a lot of times, Absolutely, and it just goes to the old theory of you're not betting teams, you're betting numbers as well because it's all based on the number that you're betting because you could absolutely love insert your team here, but every single team has a buy point, every single team has a sell point as well because like you jumped in at TCU being able to get 6.5, I thought that that was a relatively solid bet. I I like Texas before the game and you know what? Being able to lay a short number of two, it actually got down to one and a half in a lot of spots. You know what? I'm just thinking, okay, all we need to do is have Texas really win the game and avoid this game landing on one, and we are going to be good on this one as well. And I think that that is really critical. And 
You just brought up something very important as well. The advent of in-game betting is so important as well because there are a lot of people out there that they only have one or two sports books in their state. Sometimes they're not dishing out the world's greatest number. And rather than force something up pre-game and take a bad number that maybe you don't feel good about, you have a gauge of first few minutes of the game. Granted, in a lot of places, you're going to be laying a little bit more juice with a live bet. But at the same time, if you're able to get like four or five points of value versus what you were going to be able to get prior to the game, laying a minus 115 instead of a minus 110, that's well worth it. Yeah, and let's, you know, when you look at the line, the advent of live betting, and I remember when it first was getting going, whatever, 10, 15 years ago, offshore, whatever, and there's just such, I mean, ways to hedge, ways to middle. There's so many things you can do and ways to make money, so it's always very exciting. And speaking of in-game betting, I mentioned, should I take, you know, Arizona State Live? Let's update some of these games. We're going to look, obviously, in the whole big day, and I want to get your thoughts on what stood out to you the most uh, in this huge day of conference tournament action. But let's talk about this Arizona State game. It's 16-15 ASU. I know Arizona had least, uh, it was a five-point lead early. Under 12-minute timeout right now. Neil was six for ASU uh, right now, and they're up by a point. Uh, I know you had mentioned that you you had you know you took Arizona minus seven and a half. This is still an Arizona team that can run away and hide from this. What do you think about this game? What do you think about Arizona State obviously being one of the darling bubble teams and playing their way into the tournament? Could they make some hay come the regular bracket? And with Arizona State, I do think that they can win a game or two in the NCAA tournament. I don't think that this is going to be some sort of a team that you want to be taken to like the Elite Eight or anything like that. But Arizona State is not what you typically expect out of Arizona State in that the offense is far from terrific. They're currently shooting four of seven from three-point range in this game against Arizona. I would expect that to cool off overall for the year. Arizona State shooting right around 32 to 33% from three-point range. Where Arizona State has really been able to hang their hat, though, that's been on the defensive side of things. They're a top 35 team in the country. It turns points a lot on a per-possession basis. They don't necessarily go out there, get a whole bunch of seals or anything like that. They just play good, solid man-to-man defense. And I feel like Bobby Hurley has sort of reinvented himself as a coach. Will be sort of hilarious if he goes back to Dayton, by the way, because it feels like that's where Arizona State ends up every stinking year. I've right. got jokes with a few friends that cover the Pac-12 where it's like, man, if Bobby Hurley ever loses his job at Arizona State, Dayton will welcome him and walk with open arms because he visits every single year. But I take a look at this Arizona State team, and I think that Bobby Hurley has done a good job of being able to just work with what he's got, a big man in Warren, Washington, that comes in from Nevada. You've got the Cambridge brothers who have been able to do a solid job in the backcourt, and I think that that's really what's going to be key for Arizona State, to be able to just play some good man-to-man defense against this Arizona team, and I think the biggest key in this game for them, because Arizona has those two big men really being able to play even up on the glass. They don't need to win the rebound battle, but when you go up against Azulis Novellis along with Umar Balo, if you're able to play even up on the glass, you need to consider that a win. Yep. By the way, Boswell has uh, hit a three for Arizona, so they're up by two. We will keep abreast of that game throughout the show. Another one that's underway uh, right now, 23-all. You see Riverside, a uh, little Big West clash here in UC Santa Barbara. I know that went off, I think, UC Santa Barbara minus two and a half. What were your feelings on this game? I thought that this one was so fascinating with the way that UC Santa Barbara plays really good defense away from home. And it's very complex because with Santa Barbara, they're a team that in terms of points a lot on a per possession basis, they give up right around four fewer when they're in a road slash neutral court environment rather than when they are at home, which you just don't really find that very often. This is a number that UC Santa Barbara, they close as right around a three-point favorite. And I felt like that was the correct number, honestly. 
This was one that it opened up more around a two and a half. This got to three, three and a half in some spots. So it was one that I felt like was a little bit tough on the open. Personally, what I really liked was the under. And thus far, we've got about 46 points up on the board in the first 13 or so minutes. So we shall see how this marinates. But I do think the big key for Santa Barbara is being able to do a solid job on the glass because that's where they have the advantage on UC Riverside. Whereas UC Riverside, they've got that most dominant score out there on the floor, Zion Pullen. As I like to say, he's pulling in buckets, averaging right around 18 and a half. Yep, that's for sure. Cameron, by the way, for UC Riverside with eight points so far. That one tied at 23 under eight minutes to play in the Big West Semi. How about this game? It just got going at midnight Eastern and nine Pacific. Interesting line, interesting game. You got the Mountain West Semi, Boise State 24 and eight, Utah State 25 and seven. I know you, uh, Boise State's up to uh, an 8 2 lead right now. And that line closed, I know it was Utah State minus two. Some action towards, you know, Boise State, maybe minus one and a half is where it closed in some spots. That's a really intriguing game as well, Greg. It certainly is because you've got a Boise State team that they're all about defense. Meanwhile, Utah State, one of the best three-point shooting teams at all of college basketball. Personally, I defaulted a little bit more to the defense in this ordeal. I was willing to take Boise State outright on the money line. I recognize that Boise State had that overtime game against UNLV, but with the way that they took down UNLV in overtime, I felt like that was a very good momentum booster. Meanwhile, I do think that they match up quite well with Utah State as well. So I was willing to back Boise State in this spot. We shall see how this one shakes out because it's very early on. Yeah, I feel like that's going to come down to the wire. Well, we are just lifted off here on Saturday. Beth, we so much more to get to. We'll take a look at the day as a whole coming up next. I want to get Greg's thoughts on what stood out to him the most. And no one better to be talking college hoops than with Greg Hoots-Peterson. I'm Dan Leach. This is Saturday Bet Prep. We will take a look overall at the NCAA Conference Slate coming up next. And this is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Saturday Bet Prep on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only 19 bucks. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game for VSIN experts like Brett Musburger or my man Greg Hoots peterson who's with me tonight. Sign up today to get betting guides plus full access to VSIN for the end of the tournament for only $19 at VSIN.com slash subscribe. Ellie Chair alongside the aforementioned and brilliant Greg Hoots peterson Follow him on Twitter at GUnit underscore 81. Myself and Dan Leach, DTM. And if people don't know, the DTM stands for Dan the Man. I didn't name myself. It was my mom and Dan Marino, Greg, on my fridge when I was like a 10-year-old kid. So don't think that I'm like naming myself Dan the Man. That's where it came from. I absolutely Uh, love it. Well, Greg, there's so much that we can get to here when it comes to the day of this wild conference slate, you know, conference tournament slate. And uh, by the way, coming up at uh, 1230, uh, local or uh, Eastern time and 9:30 Pacific. Well, Mike Randall, the chief content officer of the FT network, FTN network. So looking forward to talking to him, but I, I wanted to just quickly update the games here. When uh, we have a few live conference tournament games that are going to be going on throughout this show. And it will start with uh, Southern Utah and Utah Valley state or Utah Valley, excuse me, Utah Valley 31 to 27 right now in that whack semifinal. It's the Hercules tires whack semifinal. Give the sponsor some love there. UC Santa Barbara 34-31 over UC Riverside. That with four minutes left in the first uh, half. Arizona State, Arizona. That's the best game going on right now. Arizona up 23-21 in the Pac-12 semifinal with 7.38 left in the first. And Utah State and Boise State. We both expect, Greg and I, this to be a good one. I lead Utah State in this one. Boise State 12-8 early, 14.05 left in the first. But, Greg, so many different games and tournaments and wackiness going on today. And, you know, we can't cover it all in this segment, but I wanted to just kind of start here and give you an opportunity to tell me and everyone out there 
what you thought the biggest storyline or storylines of the day were. And I know that one of them starts in my Big Ten where let's get to Michigan for a second. They suck. They're out of the tournament. I'm sad. But a team beat my bitter rival, and it's a team that somehow, some way, Greg, keeps on winning. I have no clue how. Yep. How about the Ohio State University, which I never thought I would say this sentence. The Ohio State Buckeyes have a chance to be a bid thief. I mean, that is just absolutely wild. And I came on the Greg Peterson experience a few days ago because we saw some people make bets on Ohio State at like 300, 400 to one, what have you. I laughed and called it absolutely ridiculous, which it's still stupid and ridiculous because if you just took a money line rollover, you'd get much more than 400 to one if they would the NCAA tournament. But I mean, they just keep on getting the job done. I was willing to back the six to six and a half today just because even with Bryce Sensabaugh out of the fold, it's a Michigan State team that has been so sporadic with their three-point shooting, but I didn't think that they'd be able to get the job done. All right, here they are. Now they're going up against a Purdue team without really their top two rebounders, but I mean, the fact that we've got Ohio State excelling and every team that needs a win in the Big Ten, they make like your buddy at the bar. They can't close. I had a VEASAN Pro tip yesterday that said this. If one of your handicapping angles is must-win games, completely scrap that for these bubble teams. Just because if you're in a must-win game, if you're a bubble team, you're probably not very good. And the Big Ten has been the exact example of this. Like, you're a Michigan guy. They went down in a fiery heap against Rutgers. I'm a Wisconsin guy. For Ohio State, they took down Wisconsin as Wisconsin couldn't hit the broadside of a barn in that game. Rutgers, they needed the win against Purdue, that much more understandable loss. And I laid five and a half with Purdue. That was a relatively tough beat on that last second layup. But, I mean, I just take a look at this Big Ten right now, and it's all sorts of dysfunctional in that all the bubble teams that you needed to come through did not come through. And here we are with Ohio State gaining steam without their top two rebounders and a guy in Chris Holtman that you figured he might be on his way out with how everything's been going, but apparently he must have given his team a win-one for the Gipper speech and or he said, I'm getting canned. If you guys still want me here, you need to win, and they've won for him. Yeah, Greg, so got to deal with the basketball devil. I mean, listen, I, I, as we mentioned, you're a Wisconsin guy. I've been watching the Big Ten all year. Ohio State, you know, just was awful forever. And do you think this is more, and we know this happens this time of year. We've seen, you know, sub-500 teams win their conference tournament, teams that have like eight, nine wins. I mean, there's crazy things that happen in March. That's why we love it. But do you think this is more a product of just a desperate team playing teams that weren't as desperate? Like Michigan State, obviously, already firmly in the tournament. Uh, and as you mentioned, wildly consistent from downtown. Or the fact the Big Ten is just that good. I mean, we know the Big 12, best conference in the country, but the Big Ten right there probably gets nine teams in. I guess with bid things, could get 10 teams in. Do we think that it's more of a product of that or Ohio State just being a team that had enough talent in desperation would have got lucky with matchups? And I do think that for Ohio State, in the slide where they lost 13 out of 14 games, they were getting the short end of the six there as well. They shouldn't sure. have been on that big of a slide. That's just where the ball's out bouncing your way. They were a better team than their record would indicate. At the same time, it's just a Big Ten where you have that clear top team in Purdue. And, I mean, you could say what you will about Purdue on the national hierarchy. If you're trying to argue that there's a team better in the Big Ten than Purdue, I don't know what to tell you. But past Purdue, I mean, who's really that number two team? Maybe Indiana. They were able to go out there. They got the job done against Maryland. I have no idea why that game opened up a pick but it did. So <laughs> hopefully you were able to get there to the window on that one. But oh, yeah. 
I take a look at the Big Ten, and you've just got a lot of meh. Because you mentioned it, there's probably going to be about eight or nine teams that make it from the Big Ten into the NCAA tournament, though. I don't think Wisconsin belongs in. I don't think Michigan belongs in. If you leave Rutgers out, I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong there. But I just take a look at this entire Big Ten, and it feels like you've got a lot of teams that they aren't going to challenge to be able to make the second week of the NCAA tournament, but they're just good enough to get in there in the field of 68. And when you've got that sort of level of talent, a team that might be just a little bit below, but they're getting the bounces go their way, they get a little bit hot, they can make this sort of a run in a tournament like the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, no, that's a great point. You had a great point, too, about after Purdue. And, and listen, I still believe Purdue's got a great chance. We'll talk about that throughout the show of winning it all. They always seem to just, you know, under Matt Painter, stewardship, you know, choke like last year against St. Peter's, Paul, and, and Mary, and all the different years they've had great teams and just have lost way before they should. But after Purdue, they're really, I mean, yeah, you can't say it's Indiana. You can't say it's Michigan State, Illinois. There's so many different teams that have been way too inconsistent. It really is clearly Purdue. But it should be very interesting to see how many teams, how many teams get in. And exactly if Rutgers, I believe Rutgers got in gets in that would be nine but wisconsin obviously as you mentioned doesn't deserve to be in that would be 10 you know i don't think michigan's got any chance uh but i do want to throw this at you and let's talk about the acc and i, I got a, I had a future from a few weeks ago and it's down to 10 to 1 now and i had miami at 16 to 1 making the final four now i know they lost to duke in the tournament semi duke won for the eighth straight time this team has really come together and they mentioned the miami game they kind of got blasted where it kind of really got them together uh, and, and John Shire really has this team playing good basketball, a very young Duke team. But I still believe that Miami's got a great chance to make a run in the tournament. Obviously, they're not going to win the ACC tournament. But what do you think about Duke as they're kind of rounding into form without Coach K? And Miami under Larinaga, am I, can I still feel good about my 16-1 to to make the Final Four? And I know a lot of them probably will be based on where they're seated and where they're going to get through. Yep, it is going to be very matchup based with Miami. And I think the big key for Miami is the reason why they were able to make the run that they did last year in the NCAA tournament is that they were able to generate some steals. They're better on offense this year, but they've been much less on defense. They're not generating as many steals as they did from a season ago, and I think that that is going to be the big key. Miami needs to just step it up a little bit more with their defense. They don't need to be holding opponents like 60 points or anything like that, and what is working well for you is that in doing my research, Miami has actually given up fewer points when they've been away from home rather than when they have been at home. So yep. this is a team that can hit the road. They're able to have success. They've been there, done that with regards to the NCAA tournament. And now they've got a little bit more of a post presence. But I do think that the big key for them is maybe going up against a team that they don't necessarily do the world's greatest job of being able to take care of the ball. And we've just seen it all throughout the ACC. Duke is really the only team that's playing defense. It's been an ACC where there's just been a bunch of wide open looks. You don't necessarily have up-tempo teams in the ACC, but these teams just refuse to play defense. I have no idea how. I have no idea why. But when you've got the scoring that Miami does, it does bode well for you. But it is going to be very matchup-based for them as well because if they go up against a team that they really don't, turn the ball over a heck of a lot. Like, I'm looking at a team like Penn State. I think that that would be a really tough matchup for them. Meanwhile, if they're going up against a team that they're not necessarily so disciplined, Miami can make a run. And I love Isaiah Wong, averaging about 16 a game right now. And, and speaking about that that good, uh, you know, percentage of, uh, you know, scoring and, and metrics on the road, you know, winning games on the road at Clemson late in the year at North Carolina. North Carolina was desperate at Virginia Tech. So that's what makes me feel good about that too. But the ACC and Duke, Rounding into form, it's like, is Duke ever going to have an off year, even without Coach Krzyzewski? All right, so much more to come here. We're going to be joined next by the Chief Content Officer of the FTN Network, Mike Randall. 
You can follow Greg on Twitter at GUnit underscore 81. Myself at Dan Leach DTM. We are just getting going on a big weekend for college basketball Saturday bed prep right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Saturday Bet Prep on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Saturday Bet Prep is presented by the one and only Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. It's only smoke free, spit free option that's helped millions achieve lasting change. They make change a little easier by offering the only 10 day risk free trial. You have a lot of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zin online or at a store near you at ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Dan Leach, Greg Hoops-Peterson here on Saturday Bet Prep, and it's our pleasure to welcome in the Chief Content Officer of the FTN Network. His Twitter's Randall Rant. Gotta love that. It's Mike Randall. Mike, welcome to the show. So great to have you. Guys, it's an honor to be here, man. We are so close to Selection Sunday. Life is good. How you doing? Doing great. You can taste it, Mike. And let's get right into it because there's a lot we want to get to you with. And, and it just to, to, to lead off here, as we get close to selection Sunday, we'll see. We kind of know who the one seed's probably going to be. We know who the three or four or five or whatever favorites are uh, as far as, you know, who's going to be the, the lowest priced odds to win this whole thing. But I'll, I'll say this. I've, I've said this for several weeks now. There is no knockdown, dragout number one overall team like we've seen in the past with some Kentuckys and Kansases and Dukes or UNLV if you want to go back to when I was a young little lad. But what do you think right now as we head into Selection Sunday, 40 or whatever hours away, would be the best value play to take to win the national championship? Is it a team like UCLA? Is it Houston, even though they're going to be one of the lowest prices? Who do you think right now gives you the best value to win this whole thing without that one overall team that everyone knows is the best team in the country? Yeah, the best value for me is still a team that has a style, that has a great coach, and has experience. So it's hard for me to get away from Houston. I know they're number one on the board, but they're a team that has a style that is impossible to prepare for. They're relentless on the boards. They're relentless on defense. They've been here before. We've seen Kelvin Sampson make a run. All the other teams have injuries. UCLA has two injuries now. They lost the center tonight. So each team has warts. Alabama has the -the off-the-court issues. So about a month ago, this answer would have been different for me, but I'm looking now assuming bill self comes back of course there's kansas but what about houston plus 550 we've seen this before and they have a unique style that no one else has and do you think that because you mentioned a lot about injuries that it's a little bit of a good buy low spot on some of these teams that are dealing with some of them like we saw ucla be able to get it done we've seen virginia without ben vanderplaz they've played two really good games do you think that there might be a little bit of overreaction with some of these injuries, because I go back to my time working in Oregon. I still remember when Chris Boucher went out due to injury, everyone was sounding all the alarms for them going into the NCAA tournament, and that's a team that was able to make it to the Final Four even without him. 
Yeah, it's a great call, Greg. And they beat Kansas with Frank Mason in Kansas City. I remember that line was ballooned up there because Boucher went out. I think the answer is you need to have a great coach who can lead you. Not surprising Tony Bennett has found a way to overcome this here with Virginia. Mick Cronin does an excellent job in UCLA. Do I think that they can string together that amount of games to get to the championship? I think that's asking a lot, but... Depending on the coach, depending on the experience, yes, the draw is going to be key, but I could see overreactions. Virginia's look great. Everyone's on North Carolina the other night. UCLA will see how they respond now with the next game. But the answer is yes, because I think great coaches matter. And if you have that and you have experience, the injuries sometimes are overvalued way too much. Talking with the chief content officer of the FTN Network, Mike Randall. Follow him on Twitter at Randall Rand. And on the and by the way, I, I'm with you on Houston. And at times this year, they have looked like for the most I think time this year, uh, you know, the most dominant team and the best team in college basketball. Even though, as I mentioned, I still believe there's not that one you know main team that in years past we can look at. And they're definitely the number one overall seed. And I think Houston has a lot of those characteristics, though. But on the other side of the ledger, Mike, and we obviously love March for many reasons, but one of the biggest reasons is Cinderella's. And there's one team I'm going to throw out there, and I obviously want to get your thoughts on the team you would maybe throw out or a team or two. But one team I'm looking at, they, they obviously got by Arkansas earlier tonight, Texas A&M. You know, they might be a seven seed, might be a six seed. That's a team I look at. Maybe, you know, I've been on them for a little while. Could be a, a, a Cinderella-type team. Are there a, a team or two you're looking at that obviously we love to see the Darlings dance forward and get there as a seven, eight, nine, ten seed in the Sweet 16 and beyond? Who are you looking at as teams that could surprise in the bracket? Guys, I have been saying it now for over a month. I am hoping that there's no big issue and that Florida Atlantic wins this game and gets into the tournament. But even if they don't, I'd be curious to hear what you guys have to say. I think they're in. They have a style. Dusty May's done a tremendous job. They shoot the three. I know they gave back the lead today, but they are dangerous. I have been laughing all year saying I can't wait for Florida Atlantic to win their second round game in the NCAA tournament and shock everyone as a 10 seed or whatever they would be, 7-10. I just hope they take care of business against UAB because I think they have that Cinderella, Loyola, Chicago magic in them, and no one is giving them credit because, let's face it, guys, they're named after an ocean, right? Florida Atlantic, that doesn't <laughs> resonate here with all the people across the country, but they are very dangerous. They're disciplined. They shoot the three. That's a team I've liked from start to finish here. I really hope they beat UAB and get it. I think they're in anyway, but that's a team I'm looking at. Mike, I agree with you because if we're going to be considering these teams with like 14 losses in the Big Ten, well, we've got to be putting in a team that, oh, I don't know, actually wins games instead of rewarding teams that, oh, they only have one bad loss or something like that. So totally agree with you there, but I want to get your thoughts on the whack as well, because I'm right there with you. I do think that as long as Florida Atlantic is able to make the NCAA tournament, they could be dangerous. I thought Sam Houston State could be that team, but we're also seeing another one that is currently due battle right now against Southern Utah. Utah Valley is up 41 to 33 at the half. What are your thoughts on Utah Valley if they get a 13 to 14 seed and their prospects? Because they're a team that I'm quite bullish on as they're one of the best mid-major defenses in all of college basketball with a good low post presence in guy whose name I typically mispronounce in Aziz Bendogo. 
Yeah, Utah Valley. Mark Madsen's done a tremendous job. They are the top in the whack in every major defensive category you can imagine. And what I like, Greg, is earlier this year, they beat BYU away. Wake Forest, they went to overtime. So Utah Valley is another team. The whack is always thought of as, the, as a conference that can't pull that early round upset. But we've seen it for years with New Mexico State and some of these other teams. So absolutely, Utah Valley, Mark Madsen, defensive style, slows down. That would be another dangerous team, absolutely. And this year, when you have seniors with the COVID year, the older players and the older teams have been able to succeed. The freshmen are not making the impact they used to, so I think it's promising for a great tournament and some fantastic early round upsets like a Utah Valley thing get in. Yep. Oh, man. By the way, just back really quickly on the Florida Atlantic thing. Remember Florida Gulf Coast? They're near the coast as well. They did yes. pretty well. So there's people that are that are going to get into hopefully a Florida Atlantic team. It could be as high, I believe, as, a, as an eight seed maybe. Uh, Mike, when you look at the bubble, and we've seen we've had two teams come out of the first four that have gone to the final four. You look at that bubble right now. You look at a team that's playing right now against Boise in the you know in their conference tournament semi. Uh, Utah State. You look at ASU playing right now. Uh, against Arizona. Rutgers, obviously, you know, with that big dominating win, embarrassing by Wolverines. When you look at the, you know, the last few teams in here, is there a team you look at in that group this year that could have the best chance of going the furthest? I don't know if any of those teams are going to the Final Four. I don't see a VC or a UCLA or a team like that this year uh, as far as the, the last teams in. But is there a team that could go on an extended run that will be one of the last four teams in? Yeah, I mean, you want a team that can shoot the three well, so why not look at like a Utah State who's scalding hot from three-point range if they can get by Boise? And we've seen it with Rutgers. Greg will talk about it. That Rutgers team gave Houston all it can handle a few years ago. If they yep. just could have made free throws, they would have actually won and could have maybe even gone to a Final Four. So what I look for, guys, with those type of teams is a style. Are they prolific from three? Are they a great defensive team? Do they have an identity? So that's what I want from those teams. You know, we talked about North Carolina, and I'm probably not getting in, but what would their style be this year? They don't use Baycott enough. The threes aren't going in. Kayla Love isn't doing anything. There's no identity. So what you have with Rutgers is a mini Houston, that type of identity. Great coach and Steve Peichel. What you have in Utah State, three-point shooting, scalding hot. Can they get hot? Catch lightning in a bottle. That's what I want from some of those bubble teams because those are the teams. And guys, you know it. What's funny, UCLA made that run to the Final Four. They were losing by 10 points at halftime of the playing game against Michigan State in that first four game. And then after halftime, they got scalding hot. So that's what I'm looking for here with some of these bubble teams. Can they make that run with their style? And we've got about 45 seconds for this one. Who is the high-seeded team, one-seed, two-seed, that you think is most vulnerable going into the tournament? No, I think it's Texas, Greg. And look, I, I understand they've overcome a lot. They have the great guard play, but they shifted from being a defensive first team to being a scoring team on offense. And what they've done is fantastic. But we've seen Texas before, even if they win the Big 12 tournament, we saw them with Shaka get upset in the first round. To me, Texas is very vulnerable. If not the first round, please give me my Florida Atlantic-Texas matchup in round two. I'll tell you, is it vulnerable? It's you, Mike Randall, because you're top level. Thank you so much for joining us. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Appreciate the time tonight. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There he is, Chief Content Officer of the FTN Network. Mike Randall, follow him on Twitter at the Randall Rand. I'm Dan Leach. He's Greg Hoots Peterson. We've got so much more college action to get to. Update the games going on right now. Coming up next, this is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Saturday Bet Prep on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet River Squares this basketball season. Place a qualifying bet and you get a square on the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score of the game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus and credit use, full terms and condition available at betriversquares.com. Get me in the mood for all kind of squares, baby. Dan Leach alongside 
Greg Peterson, Greg Hoots Peterson, my main man. You can follow him on Twitter at GUnit underscore 81. Myself at Dan Leach DTM. Great stuff from Mike Randall. And uh, Greg, as we get back into it here, let's update what's going on with the games that are live right now. Southern Utah down by 10 in that Hercules Tire Whack Tournament Semi. Utah Valley with Woodbury with 16 points right now, 43 33. Uh, 1946 left in the second quarter. Second quarter. What's wrong with me? I call it, Greg. I've called five straight uh, basketball playoff games this week. So five ga- games in five days, and then this show. And I feel great, but my my mind is a little mush. So I apologize. Oh, it's all good. Tonight. I have that happen to me a lot. When you go from like basketball to baseball, or baseball to football, or something like that, you're talking about the Phillies, and then you go into football, and then you say, "Oh, the Philadelphia Phillies are out there with Jalen Hurts." And it's like, wait, the, the, the Phillies don't play football, so I completely understand. Yeah, you got a little cross of the wires, but yeah. So we're talking about college basketball. That's the second half, and UC Riverside now up uh, with 14 points from Cameron. 42 to 40 right now in the Big West Championship semi found out it's 44 to 40. Uh, how about this game, Greg? We've been talking about it throughout the night. We'll talk about it until it's over. Uh, and after it's over, Arizona up by seven, 35 to 28 in the Pac-12 tournament semifinal. Neil so far for ASU with 10. Valo uh, with six and six for the Arizona Wildcats. Intriguing game, intriguing team with the Sun Devils. Arizona's a top 10 team. What do you think about both these teams' possibilities in the tournament? I do think that for Arizona State, the biggest way that they're able to make a run in the NCAA tournament is by going up against a team that they might be a little bit too reliant upon the three and doesn't necessarily have a ton of size because I do think that Arizona State can be had by some of these teams that they do hit the glass very hard, like, for example, Arizona, like we're seeing right now. Arizona has been able to do a good job on the glass. Here in the first half, they won points in the paint 18-6 to in the first half as well. So I think that that would be a little bit of a tough matchup for Arizona State. But they go against a three-heavy team. I think that they can make a run. And Arizona, I know that there was a little bit of an injury scare for Kirk Creesa when they went up against Stanford a night ago. But this is an Arizona team that I do think has the goods. And they've been able to lock down on defense. Something that I was noticing towards the beginning part of the season. They were very sloppy on their defense they've been significantly better here in the second half of the year and if you've been taking unders in conference with arizona you've been cashing quite well you sure have that game about to lift off in the second half actually it has and asu with the first bucket desperate cambridge jr 35 to 30 arizona just underway in the second half actually making four in a row they've scored again 35 32 arizona uh under 19 minutes to play in the second half and in the mountain west semifinal game we've talked about as well greg Boise State, 28-22 to over Utah State. Utah State looked at as probably a last four team in or a last four by team. When you look at a team like Utah State, what do you think? You know, I know they're, they're kind of a sexy pick by some, you know, whether they win or, or lose tonight. To be a team that maybe could make a run, they shoot the three really well. We just heard Mike Randall about that uh, in the previous segment. What do you think Utah State's, you know, ceiling could be in this NCAA basketball tournament? I think they could perhaps win a game or two in the NCAA tournament, but they need the bracket to break just right because while they do a great job of being able to shoot it from three-point range, this team is not necessarily too great on defense, and the team out of the Mountain West I really do like is the team that they're playing against, Boise State. They're a team that has really been slept upon, but this team shoots it well from three. They are a significantly better shooting team than they were a season ago. And keep in mind, last year, they very nearly knocked off Memphis in that first-round game in the NCAA tournament. But 
This is a Boise State team that coming into tonight in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis, a top 30 team in the country. You've got Chuzo Agbo, Max Rice that both shoot it really well from three. Tyson Dagenhart is solid. Now, they absolutely cannot afford an injury. They are a team that they are not very deep. As a result, they play a little bit more slowly. But out of this matchup, I think if you're looking for a team that you could perhaps be able to advance far that a lot of people are sleeping upon, it's Boise State because they have not been getting a lot of love out there in the Mountain West. But I really right. like what I've seen from them all season long. A team that went to Texas, knocked off Texas A&M in the non-conference. Yeah, people sometimes, and obviously it's late at night, a lot of West Coast, East Coast bias. Teams like Boise State, Utah State, maybe not getting the love they should, and they're teams that you should look into because they are ready to go come tournament time. Now, a team uh, that you mentioned, maybe Utah State, maybe not as deep. This Kansas team is super deep, but very, you know, a tough situation. You, you, you send your thoughts and your love to Bill Self, you know, with the medical issue. He won't coach the rest of the Big 12 tourney. They take down Iowa State by 13-71 to 58. Wilson is just one of my favorite players in college basketball with 25-10 and three steals in the win over the Cyclones. They'll play Texas, who got by TCU in that game we both covered, B plus 6.5 U, minus 2 with Texas. Do you think that it's – I mean, Bill Self is such an institution at Kansas. Obviously, the national champs, they, they're such a good – and a well-oiled machine, but not having him in that title game, is it going to be uh, an effect, not an effect, a big effect? What do you think about that coming up tomorrow in the Big 12 final? I do think it's a little bit of an effect, but what I think is a bigger effect is that this game is in Kansas City, Missouri, and they're going to be going up against the Texas team, of which Texas fans, as we know, they travel very well, but this is almost like a pseudo-home game. For Kansas, it's a big, giant home court advantage for them, in my opinion. Not quite what you're going to be able to get at Fog Allen Fieldhouse, but I do think that the crowd being behind Kansas, that's a big deal. And Kansas is going to be a little bit ticked off after what happened the last time these two teams played. Kansas could not hit water if they fell out of a boat. Texas, to end the regular season about a week or so ago, was able to get a nice win over Kansas. So I do think that while Bill Self being out of the fold, that does hurt this Kansas team a little bit. I do think that the boost that they get from playing in Kansas City is actually bigger than the drop-off that they get from not having Bill Self on the sidelines. Yeah, Greg, I'm not seeing a line on this game yet. I mean, I know the Texas TCU game just recently ended before we went on the air here. Any idea or a thought process on what you think this line opens up? My guess would be Kansas minus four, something like that, but you're the expert, so I'm going to defer to you. I think we are getting an opener of one and a half. I'm going to confirm that right now. Yep, we're seeing mostly one and a half to two. As a matter of fact, where I sit here at Circa, I'm seeing a one, and that feels a little bit short to me. I set my line at two and a half, so getting between one and two like we're seeing right now, I'm going to be in on this Kansas team just because, once again, it's sort of like a pseudo-home game for them. I do think that the, these teams are relatively equal, and you put this game in Kansas City, I'm going to take Kansas every single time to essentially just win the game. Yeah, Greg, that was my Samsonite Swanson. I was way off moment. I mean, four to two and a half, one and a half. I was a little off on the spread there, but yeah, I feel like it should be a little higher than it is. But, you know, we talked about the Bill Self situation. I think you brought up a great point about it being close to you know to Lawrence and, and the home campuses and Fog Allen. But as we've seen them win all these freaking Big 12 championships in a row, uh, you know, in the tournament, obviously the regular season, and, and how many they've done over the last you know decade plus, they really do have that big home court advantage. But that Texas team, very very tough. Uh, let's let's talk about one seeds. And do you think that anything is going to change? I mean, you look at Houston, I think there's no chance they're not going to be one. You look at Alabama, I think they're, even with the off-the-court stuff, no chance they won't be one. Kansas, whether they're going to be the overall number one or Houston or, or Bama, whatever, we'll find out. 
UCLA, obviously, they are in the Pac-12 final. They got by uh, an Oregon team and kind of ran away in hood late in the game. What do you think about the one seeds? Could Arizona sneak in if they beat UCLA? Or as UCLA shown metrically, they deserve to be on the one line? I think that for UCLA to not be a one seed, they would need to look really, really bad in that title game of the Pac-12 tournament, whether it is against Arizona or Arizona State. Honestly, I do think that playing against Arizona would be a little bit of a helper because it would make more of an excuse if you lose a close game to Arizona, whereas if you get both boat raced by Arizona State, then people can poke holes into the fact that you don't have Jalen Clark out there. Is this the same team? But I think that it really should be those four teams. I can't really make a case for anyone else. It's going to be a wide open tournament, and it's not like UCLA is leaps and bounds better than these teams like a Texas that are most likely going to be on the two line. But I do think that those four teams that you mentioned, those are the worthy one seeds in my opinion. Yeah, and Greg, when you look at those teams, who do you think deserves to be the overall one? I mean, to me, with the quad one wins, I mean, almost historic quad one wins, it seems like Kansas, but it's not like Houston. And Bama don't have their case for that as well. I would be giving it to Kansas. I want to reward wins rather than, oh, congratulations, you avoided losses against <laughs> East Carolina and what have you. And Houston has a bad loss of their own, losing to Temple as a 20-point favorite a little bit earlier in the year. So I would reward all those quad one wins. The Big 12 is, in my opinion, by far the best conference in all of college basketball. Give it to the best team in the best conference. I don't disagree. Give it to Kansas. I'm with you on that one. All right. Coming up next, we're going to talk with the co-host of the All Eyes podcast, Rob Donaldson, as we continue to roll through here on Saturday. Beth Prep, we got so many games in action. Keep you updated on those and a lot more college hoops to get to. He's Greg Peterson. I'm Dan Leach, and this is Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.